Welcome to the podcast. Pilates for PTs, from business to clinical. Hi, y'all. My name is Stephen Dunn. I co-own Core Therapy and Pilates in Austin, Texas, and I'm the founder of Pilates for PTs. I've been a physical therapist for over 20 years, and I've been teaching Pilates and Gyrotonic in my physical therapy practice for the last 15 years. In this podcast, I interview experts from all over the world so that you can learn more on how to grow your business or how to improve your clinical skills as a Pilates instructor in the physical therapy world. Thanks for listening. All right. So welcome, welcome to the podcast. Today we have Miss Emma Green. Uh, uh, is it Dr. Emma Green? Are you... Uh, I'm, yep. old school. I'm old school too, so I'm, I'm, I'm a master's of PT, so we got... Emma Green in, and today this is the first time her and I have ever interacted face to face. The one reason podcast is because I'm meeting people and interviewing people that I've never known, as well as people that I've known for years that are that are my big influencers and the people that mean so much to me to to help me get to where I am in my career. So with that said, I want to bring on Emma Green and, and just say hey and thank you for joining me today. How are you? I am great. Thanks for inviting me on, Stephen. This is um, this is a real pleasure, it's a, and it's a real treat to actually meet you. So, well, not exactly in person, but um, but to actually chat, it's great. For sure, for sure. And and I'll tell a brief story of kind of how this transpired. Um, I got a message in uh, my Facebook saying being invited into this group, and it was this group that I'll, I'll certainly let you talk about in, in a, at some point in this. Uh, we'll get back into this group in a moment. But I was like, huh. Clinical Pilates is the words that caught my eye in the group because I'm in a hundred groups that I really like, I don't really need to be in this group. And all of a sudden I'm going, hmm, that's very interesting. And within the next couple days, I watched you on this page go live and just start talking. And you're talking about the same stuff I talk about all day. And the things I'm like, all right, here's my, here's a, we're talking the same language. Um, I have no idea who this person is. I don't know how we became Facebook friends. I don't know how you invited me to this page. I don't know, but it doesn't even matter. That's the beauty <laughs> of the internet today. And literally it took within about a week of me being in your new group, or I don't know if it's new or not, this group, yeah. it was new to me. I was like, oh, I got to talk to this girl. So that's how quick things start to happen in this uh, this world we live in. So with that said, thank you so much. Again, we, we, we're getting to know each other here for the first time. Yeah. So I want to just ask your story and, and ask how you got into physical therapy. And mm-hmm. uh, we've already talked for just a moment before we went live. And you're, you're not from around here. And you've ended up in uh, Pasadena, California. And I want to kind of hear that story and, and whatever order makes sense for you. So take it away. Oh. Yeah, sounds good. So I, I'm going to go chronological because uh, then I won't forget anything. So, so if I go all the way back, lo- a lot of years ago, um, I, I was a gymnast. So that's what I, I did as a kid. And, uh, and, and during my gymnastics career, I ended up with problems with my knees. And so I, my mom took me along to the, the orthopedist and I ended up in physical therapy, long story short. Got it. And, um, and I'm sitting as a, a, a young teenager in physical therapy and I'm looking around, I'm thinking I could do this. This, this kind of interests me. Um, and because I did have a big love of sport, I wanted to do, I wanted a career that, that could link, you know, my interest in sport. Uh, and growing up in the UK, it's uh, physical therapists that look after sports teams. 
And so here was my, what I saw as like my perfect career. So from, from the age of 13, I knew I wanted to be a physical therapist. I took all the classes that took me into that direction. So I was super lucky that I knew from such an early age what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so, so, so I got into um, physical therapy school in the UK. I trained in the UK um, and started working as a, a physical therapist for the National Health Service over there. Um, so obviously the healthcare system is a little different in the UK compared to the US. Um, and there's very much sort of a, a hierarchical um, career structure in the UK and within the NHS. And so I was able to, to tailor my interests and my career towards working with sports teams, which is what I kind of ultimately did in the UK. So I spent 10, 12 years working in, in a hospital system, which was outpatient orthopedics in private clinics and working with international sports teams traveling all around the world. Um, so having a, a great time doing everything that I wanted to do. And along the way, I, I had taken a, a class, a continuing education course, again, years ago, um, that was titled uh, Spinal Stabilizations. And that was really my first introduction into, um, I guess, what, what we now know it as clinical Pilates. Um, and so spinal stabilizations was something that I've used throughout my career. Whilst I was in the UK, I, I started hearing about a company called APPI, the Australian Physiotherapy and Pilates Institute. And I had a lot of uh, PT friends back in the UK had taken their courses um, and I'd never got around to it. I, I was busy with sports teams. I was busy doing other orthopedic um, certifications and that type of thing, and I never got around to doing it. So um, fast forward now to, to 2005, and my now husband uh, decided that, well, in fact, when we met, I knew he wanted to come and live and work in the UK. He's British as well, but it was always his plan to come and live and work over in the US. So um, we, we moved over to the US in 2005 and um at the time I, I was pregnant with our first child and so i took a little bit of time i actually took my maternity leave from my national health service job which is 12 months um but coming over here and and sort of settling into um u.s lifestyle Got now it. at the time when we came over there was a shortage of physical therapists and so i was actually fast-tracked through the green card system and I got a green card in three months, which I think is pretty unheard of now, right? So, um, so, so green card, super fast, able to stay over here, which is what we did. And um, my, my practice started to change. You know, I was no longer traveling the world with sports teams because I now had a, a young child at home. So the traveling was definitely out. Um, and even the patients that I was treating started to change. And, and I went from seeing lots and lots of athletes and sports people to seeing general population patients. But there were a lot of similarities in, in the issues that I was seeing and, and core stability being one of them. Um, so then taking us forward to 2011, I got a flyer through the mail um, advertising a continuing education course that was being held here in Pasadena, California, hosted by APPI. They had come over to the US. And I took this as a sign 
that now was the time for me to begin my journey with APPI. And I took my first course with them back in 2011. Um, and that, that was sort of introduction to their methodology, to mat work, to the basics of, of clinical Pilates. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it, loved everything they were saying, really made sense to me. I have a very logical brain and just everything they were saying made perfect sense. So since then, I've, I've gone on to take many, many more of their courses. And, and my, my practice has developed from being sort of purely physical therapy to now being physical therapy and clinical Pilates. Nice, nice. I love that. And, <laughs> and let me ask you, going back on your story, what uh, professional type of sports were you involved with? Was it soccer? Was it tennis? What were you, what were you playing involved with? It was a little bit of everything. Predominantly field hockey and okay. gymnastics were kind of the main two. Hmm. Um, but I did work with soccer, tennis, basketball, lacrosse, taekwondo, table tennis. I mean, pretty much you name it. All um, of it. It was, yeah, yeah. Fantastic experiences as well. Really loved it. And now when you moved to the States, you moved to Pasadena first, right? So we, we moved to LA. We were sort of in LA for a couple of years before we moved to Pasadena. I mean, it's literally what, probably 10, 15 miles we moved, not very far, but yes, sure. always in Southern California. Got it. And, yeah. and so I, uh, I'll tell you my story from Pasadena. Um, yeah. I, I finished school in 98. I grew up in uh, New Orleans and the New Orleans area, graduated from LSU in New Orleans. And when I graduated, the balanced budget act went into effect really quick after I graduated. And so I lost my job. I had a travel gig and I worked for 10 weeks and got laid off. And this was the fall of 98. And then it took me from the fall of 98 till the summer of 99 to find my first like real, like full-time job. Um, and the crunch was happening. There were, there was no jobs. Uh, it was a little different than what you were ex ex uh, right. seeing in 05. It was totally different. Yeah. And, um, and I got a job in Pasadena. And so I oh, moved wow. from, from New Orleans, living in my parents' house, pretty miserable because I'd been to school, got out of school, and really wasn't working and didn't have the capabilities to find jobs in 98 like we do now. Um, yeah. There was just, you know, it was like newspapers and stuff. It was very different. But anyway, I got a job in uh, Pasadena. I worked on Fair Oaks right down the street from uh, Old Town or Colorado mm -hmm. Street, whatever they, I you think it's exactly called. exactly where you read, yeah. Yeah. And so I worked in a pain clinic and it was called the Pasadena Rehab Institute. And it was an HMO clinic. And because HMOs were now like born and thriving, and this was the start of like us trying to figure out HMOs here. Yeah. And I worked in, it was a pain management clinic. They had psychologists, uh, about five or six PTs, couple PTAs, couple OTs. And it was really truly a multidisciplinary team. And I really, really liked that. Even though I was very limited on my visits and I had a lot of patients a day, I saw like, you know, probably 20 patients, 23 patients, four patients a day. And I had only five to six visits as well their HMO would cover. And then it was like, get them out of there. Right. So it was a really different world. But at the same time, I could see this like idea of like how psychotherapy was helping these patients and how like, even though it was a pain management clinic, they people weren't just getting like dosed up with all the, you know, all the heavy pain pills. I mean, it was happening, don't get me wrong, but it was just, it was just a little different than what slowly became pain management in, in the States. And so that was two years. I worked there from June of 99 till June of, um, 
11, uh, 2001, excuse me. And then I took a job downtown LA in Wil- on Wilshire Boulevard, Wilshire yeah. Normandy in Koreatown. And I worked there at a place for about five months, maybe four or five months. And it was terrible because now I went from a work, I went from an HMO clinic where I was limited visits to a workers' comp clinic that was completely scamming the world, and people were showing up for years in therapy, and I was seeing about fifty people a day, and nobody was really there to get better. It was just a, it was a scam. I'll just leave it at that. But between those two jobs of high numbers and and not understanding what the field was going to provide in the future of like, all right, I can't just keep working for people. That's, those are the two things that led me to open my own business and start doing contract business. But before I found Pilates. And so that was, um, I was like, Oh, cool. We're going to get to talk about Pasadena. I had some really, I had some really great times working there. I had a view of the big mountain range behind me and, um, would do a lot of hiking up in Altadena area. And, uh, so that was my, my stomping grounds for two years uh, back in the day. Nice, and, nice. And it brings back great memories um, <laughs> because it was my introduction into Southern California. Uh, right. So now let me ask you, you mentioned APPI and, and it's what it's Australian is what's the PP physical therapy or physiotherapy? Pilates? Physiotherapy and Pilates Institute. Okay. Yes. Well, yeah. that's great. I'm glad you brought that up because I've been interviewing people now for some time and I've, you know, I've got a, a, a handful of interviews, probably over, a little over a dozen now. And I've talked to people involved with Bossy. I've talked to people involved with Balanced Body. I've mm-hmm. talked to people involved with Polestar and APPI has come up, but no one's really known much about it. Um, okay. So yeah. I'm excited to, uh, to, to dive into that a little bit. And, sure. and so this was a series of like a continuing ed conference or courses that were offered to PTs or was it offered to the, to like fitness trainers as well? Or is it really f- focused and catered to PTs? It, it really is. Um, so, so the, the two founders of APPI are both um, physical therapists. They're both Australian um, but they are now based in the UK. So they, they live and work in London. Okay. Um, and they both found, they both found Pilates through injuries themselves. So they're a husband and wife team. Um, Elisa was a, a, a ballet dancer, which obviously, you know, that really is, is sort of quite um, suited to Pilates. Yeah. Um, and her husband, Glenn, um, he was a football player uh, in, in Australia. Um, and they, they both were injured and found Pilates through um, sort of personal experience, really. And as they were going in through physical therapy school, then realized that, you know, this could be a really good thing for general population. Although looking at sort of classical Pilates exercises, not a lot of those are particularly good for general population. They're not even accessible to, to most people because obviously they were developed Joe Pilates developed them for high-level dancers and high-level athletes. So what APPI did with very much a, a physical therapy viewpoint was, was take the classical exercises, they removed some of them that they felt would not be appropriate for general population, and then the others, they've broken them down into different levels and different progressions um, that are then accessible for general population for rehab purposes and, and fitness purposes. Got it. That sounds great. Because then if you look at the general mat work, the original mat work, mm-hmm. you know, 75% of it would be contraindicated for some right. osteoporosis. 
Right. And so like, that's one of the things that like, it's hard for people to digest when it's like, well, yes, Pilates is great for you, mom, but it's right. not, you don't need to be doing a lot of what is in the original work. Um, you need to be doing something kind of different and yeah. then you need to make sure you're finding someone who kind of understands that because you know, that there's a lot of, I feel like that there's some injuries that occur in, the, in our industry as a whole mm-hmm. um, because of a lack of education when it comes to things like really osteoporosis to me is the big one because it's that silent, it's that silent disease that no one knows they have until it's too, then until it's too late, until something's really uh, off or injured. And right. again, mo- and, it's, and it's not just Pilates classical work or original work. Uh, most of our fitness industry mm-hmm. is catering to this flexion mentality of like going into flexion to strengthen your core that has created this, I think a general bad, a a whole bad situation for folks who have osteoporosis. And again, I think that's a, I specialize in treating 50 year olds and above. Um, I certainly see younger people um, Mm -hmm. and I see some teenage uh, athletes and whatnot, but my 50 year olds and above, I'm usually the first one to say, Hey, have you been tested for osteoporosis? Like their doctors aren't even talking to them to it about them. And, one of my stories that I love to tell people when it comes to Pilates and what we do, we've been here for, uh, since 2005 in Texas now. And when I first opened up, I had a a lady show up and she had osteoporosis taken Boniva or Fosamax or whatever, whatever it was. I can't remember. And she had it in her spine as well as her both hips. And she saw me for back pain and I worked on her back and was like, you know, you have scoliosis too. And she's like, never knew she had scoliosis looking through pictures of her. I was like, Oh yeah, you've had this like your whole, your whole life. Like this isn't new. So we were able to discern that this was a, not a new issue because she was willing to bring me in some photos when she was a kid and in college. And, you know, so she was like, we were playing detective, right? So I saw her, moved her over to my Pilates program she saw at this time, it was just me and my wife working here. I was the PT. She was the Pilates person. I'm Pilates trained too. We're Pilates trained together. So I introduced Pilates to all of my patients. But when it comes to time for long-term maintenance, I move them over to work with an instructor. And so Cheryl was the instructor at this time, the only instructor. They're working. And as we grow, she goes from seeing my wife privately into doing group classes. And now, 15 years later, she's been coming twice a week, three times a week since she's retired this entire time. And in that process, she's no longer taking medication. She's no longer osteopenia in her spine. Not, she does, she's clear in her spine. And both of her hips are now osteopenia, very, very mild. And it's a 15-year case study, but it's pretty dang exciting to Absolutely. see what what can happen with, one, her commitment and us providing a place it's not so PT oriented that it's like, you're done with your visits, go home now. Right. Yeah. This is a community, a wellness community that like, yeah, let's keep you going. Let's keep this ball going. We'll work on your scoliosis, we'll work on your back pain, work on osteoporosis and all of it. But what we've done is we've taught her that if she goes somewhere else in the world and takes a Pilates mat class, a Pilates group class, she knows what not to do. Not yeah. just what she, not only does she know what she can do here, she, but she knows what not to do because of the contraindications that we've taught her. And this is where I see the power of this long-term plan. And no one's going to come to PT for 15 years. Hell no. But she comes in for this community because now she takes classes. We have four reformers. 
and we also have four gyrotonic towers. So she does a little bit of combination of the two actually. And so she does these group classes and these are her buddies. Now they go to have coffee after class. They go and they like, you know, Oh, where's so-and-so. Oh, she's out for a few weeks. I mean, it is, it is very awesome to watch the community that we've built around a fitness studio really around physical therapy, helping people. So that's why when I see, when I saw your group, which now I'm going to segue into, I want to ask a little bit about this clinical Pilates group that you've started. When I saw that, it was, again, just like my antennas were like going up, like, all right, I need to see what, what this lady's talking about. So tell me about your clinical Pilates group. Who's it for? What is, what's the, what's, what, what's going on with that? I, I, I'm loving it, but tell me more about it. Yeah, tell definitely. Yeah, so so the the term clinical Pilates as well is is not really that well known in the US. Um, it's a term that is very well known in Australia, in the UK, South Africa, New Zealand. You know, kind of like the rest of the world really knows what clinical Pilates is, and the US it's sort of like still quite a new thing. Um, so it's really it's really getting the word out there that not all Pilates is the same. Um, because you, you probably experienced this as well, Stephen, you know, when you get somebody who comes in and they say, oh yeah, I tried Pilates, it hurt my back, you know, and you just kind of go, oh no, you know, cause it really shouldn't. And, um, and, and that's, that's, I think the, the biggest, the biggest barrier to people is, is that they're concerned that they're going to end up injured and, and just kind of raising the awareness that clinical Pilates is a great place for anybody to start because you're going to be under supervision of a physical therapist. And that's what clinical Pilates is. It's when physical therapists are, are teaching, guiding, supervising you in a Pilates program. And, and that's exactly, as you said before, it's exactly what we do is, is we teach people the basics in a safe way so that then they can go and access different things if they want to go on to the different um, Pilates classes out in the community. Absolutely. They can go and do it in a safe way. If they want to stay and do clinical Pilates, we absolutely can progress that too because we can make them work really hard in our classes as well. And we do use the equipment as well as mat. I do a lot of mat work initially because I love them to do homework. And obviously that's very accessible. Um, but then we use the equipment when they're in the, the, the clinic as well. So, and that's kind of the fun part. You know, everybody wants to get on a reformer, right? You know, because that's, that's the fun thing. Um, and it's, it's just being a, it's so that somebody has the confidence to know that they're being taught everything correctly in a safe way. And there's, there's going to be no, no way that they can injure themselves. Um, so, so really the, I started the group to raise awareness and to, to raise, um, just to kind of get the word out there really, as much as anything. Um, I, I have a, I have a, a number of patients who come and they, so maybe they've got an Australian friend or, or a, a British friend or, or something like that. And they've been told, you know, for your back pain, you need to find somebody who does clinical Pilates. And, and so I started getting patients coming in saying, well, you know, I kind of Google clinical Pilates and you're the only place in LA. And I'm like, well, that's unusual, but that's pretty cool. So, you know, we can definitely increase the awareness by saying, yeah, come on, come on down. We, we do this. Um, but also then looking at different aspects of it. And, and I have a number of clients who I work with in the UK as well, because um, I, I'll do it sort of, uh, a, a sort of like this, sort of a video conference um, kind, of, kind of system, because 
when we're using clinical Pilates, it's, it's really nice to be able to get your hands on somebody. But, I, you know, I kind of was like, am I able to do this over telehealth? Is it something that you can do? And so I, I tried it out with a, a couple of clients in the UK and, and, and it worked. You know, we can guide people through that as well. And so I was getting more and more people from all kinds of different places. And I thought, well, the best way that I can speak to everybody, kind of get my message out, um, you know, raise that awareness is, is by creating a Facebook group. So um, I created the Facebook group at the end of January of this year. So it is very new. It's only, I guess, what, like three weeks old almost. Um, but I, I created a challenge within that as well because, um, you know, as, 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 as you do too, we don't just treat a back. We treat the whole person. Sure. We treat the mind-body connection. We treat everything. And, and a big part of what I was finding with a lot of sort of my – my more chronic patients was that, you know, we, we need to reboot the brain to try and calm the nervous system down. And, and the best way to do that is by doing some cardio or physical activity or getting out into nature. So um, as February is heart health month, I set a cardio challenge within the group. And so for the, the cardio challenge, we were basically getting from zero to 30 minutes of, of physical activity. Um, be that walking, be that biking, uh, running, kind of what, whatever that person's level is at. I've, I've been out walking and we, try, we were increasing one minute per day. So on, Jan, on uh, February 1st, we did one minute. On February 2nd, we did two minutes. On February 3rd, so today is February 20th, we did 20 minutes of cardio. So we're building up to half an hour over the whole month. And, and so part, part of my reasoning for doing that is, you know, raising awareness for heart health, getting people out into nature, getting people doing some cardio, um, but also getting people used to doing something every day. Because when we do rehab rather than fitness, it's an every day. It's not a three times a week. It's things that we should be doing every single day. And yeah. so getting people to be doing that and to be used to doing that was part of my um, goal as well. Um, and, and then I'm kind of, and I know you probably do something for March. We, we have March madness, yeah, which, yeah. Is, which is one of the kind of global Pilates, um, events. And so we'll be finishing our cardio challenge at the end of February. We'll be going into March madness for March. I love it. I love it. So I, I you said so many things that out that I want to pull on. I've been I've been taking notes uh, as I'm looking down. I'm actually writing some great stuff down because my mind goes in many directions. Something you said at the very beginning, being a gymnast. Uh, my wife is a gymnast, uh, and that's kind of what. And she's not a PT, but we went through our Pilates training together back in 2002, and she learned it from a fitness side. I mean, she's learned we learned it. She learned it to teach fitness. I learned it to teach in PT. And then we actually learned that we were really kind of doing the same thing. Um, and we've been working together so long about solving her back. Like a lot of what I tell people is that this place exists and the program that we've, we've put together combining some released work with core strengthening, baby strengthening, building in the Pilates, the stuff that we've designed is basically what's helped her. And it's what's helped her back based on having a sway bag, big lordosis, and having weakness and the multifidus and so on and so on and so on. And it's really fun because people 
people that are used to moving, like she as a gymnast, you as a gymnast, used to moving, like it's such an easy transition to be teaching movement. I'm a manual therapist first, so I do manual therapy and then move people into Pilates. Cheryl could never stand in a room, my wife, and like work on someone for 30 minutes. Like, no way. She's a mover. So I just wanted to bring that up. And I love how our past really sets a lot, has a lot to do with what we do in, in the future. Um, I became a PT a lot of it because I love sports and wanted to work in that same setting and, and work with athletes. And now only where athletes I work with are the ones that I know their moms. And so, and I do work with athletes. I got two coming in this afternoon, but they're not my uh, typical client. And it's usually, I know the mom and through knowing the mom, they're like, Hey, I want you to help my son. So yeah. now I want to ask you a few questions about your business. Um, mm -hmm. Because you, you own your own business, correct? Yeah. And have you, how long have you owned your own business? So um, the business as it stands, I've been in Pasadena now for 13 years. So it is just about 13 years. Got it. Um, yeah. It was incredibly part-time at the beginning because I had one and then two young children. And, and literally I was working, I would see a handful of patients. And now it's... Um, it's grown. I mean, we're, we're still, we're still not full time. You know, I, I kind of work whilst the kids are in school. Um, yeah. and I have a, a couple of aides who help me out. So we're, we're definitely still growing. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's what I love to do. I love it. And when we first were setting up this <clears throat> conversation about how, you know, having, we were having a conversation about doing this podcast you mentioned that you were treating some more patients now waiting on, I believe a PT to come to town at some point to start working with you. Um, so you're, you're doing a little bit of patient care or more patient care now currently. Yes. And in your ideal situation, you would be doing less patient care and having a PT that works with you. Tell me a little bit about what that would look like for you, like what you want to get to or what you, where you've been before and what you want to get back to as far as, you know, you see in like 10 patients a week and then managing a little bit and the other PTs is doing the work. Well, tell me what, what that kind of looks like for you. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I really want to grow the business more. So I want to be able to work on the business rather than in the business. Although having said that, I absolutely love treating patients as, as I'm sure you do. You know, you, you yeah. don't do this for like 25 years without loving treating patients. That's right. So it, it, it is something that I, I do absolutely love doing. Um, uh, and and I, I, I do work with a multitude of patients much. Actually, my husband, um, my husband took up triathlon last year. And so as part of that, he joined Pasadena Triathlon Club. So I now have chunk of them who come and see me, which actually is kind of nice to get back to that, that kind of athletes yeah. and seeing them because, you know, they, they, it is very different when you're looking at how they move biomechanically. And, and so, so that's been kind of nice. It's been quite refreshing. Um, so I would definitely always have some patient care because it's just what I love doing. I love teaching my classes. Um, we, we currently have a mat class. We have a reformer class. I love doing that. I love the social interaction. And, you know, and as you say, when people are coming for classes and they come in week after week, year after year, you get to know people really well. And it's oh, yeah. just so nice to have that community feel. So, um, so definitely, you know, I'm, I'm never going to be completely removed from it. I just, I just couldn't because it's, it's, 
it's not just what we do it's it's who we are you know this is this is what it makes us um but i'd like to be able to to really just expand on getting the word out there being able to educate more people um i'd really love to be able to to have more people be able to access what we're doing and so not necessarily just um one-on-one -on -one or in live classes but i want to definitely explore doing sort of more more remote stuff more telehealth stuff um and just just having it accessible to more people i guess that's kind of my long-term goal and then what a location in every city you know something like that <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it I love it. Now you're bringing a PT that's going to start working for you in another month or two or the summer. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. How hard is it for you to find physical therapists to come in and work for you that are either Pilates trained or that are willing to get Pilates trained? Yeah, it's, it's um, definitely to, to have a PT who's already Pilates trained. I have not found one. Um, that's, that has, that has not happened. Be, people being willing to to go on the courses that definitely does happen people do have an interest in pilates um and which is great i think because you know again pilates is so accessible people have done different things they've maybe not done clinical pilates but they've been along to different classes and they've maybe been on a reformer so they kind of have a little bit of an idea and they they've enjoyed it so they definitely have that interest to then go and learn. Um, I have, I'm trying to think now, one, two, three, four. I have four um, local PTs who currently have um, full-time jobs elsewhere, but have all gone through the MatWork uh, Mat 1 class with APPI. So they've started their journey and I kind of tap into them and uh, for, for cover. So they'll come and help me out. So at least they, we're, we're talking the same language. For sure. So I'm hoping to get them sort of through more of the certification um, and get them onto the equipment as well. To, to then that would help me grow my staffing side. Um, but because sort of talking the same language and having everybody on the same page is, is, is something that I want to move forward with as well. For sure. Now, how hard is it for people to get trained in, in APPI? Is it is it something that's accessible in most places now, or is it a challenge? You know, it's it's becoming more accessible. Um, I think because we're located sort of you know in and around Los Angeles, there are um, there are areas that will host the courses. Um, it. Particularly for mat work, mat work is pretty easy. There are three different courses to go through to then become and, and, and then to take the exam and to become certified in mat. So it's it's easier to do that rather than the equipment. Um, it's not as easy with the equipment. I know there's there's a really good instructor for APPI. She's based um, in uh, I think it's Minneapolis. And so, you know, you can go to Minneapolis and work with her there. She does do, I think she does about one course every month, but she's all over the States, you know, so, so she's spread pretty thin throughout the whole of that area. So it's becoming easier, but it's not as easy, I think, as some of the other methods, as, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Well, is it something that you could become a trainer or a certifier in that system to where your place 
becomes a place that people would go, come to study with you or someone else in the system? Yeah, it's definitely something that I've considered for sure. Um, we're just about to move into a new location. We're, we're moving into a new clinic location, um, hopefully by the end of next month. And and we're going to have a, a, a small Pilates room initially, but then there is a potential there for that to expand. So if we're able to get into the a, a bigger space where I can set up uh, a much bigger Pilates clinic, yeah. that absolutely would be something that, that we consider doing in the future. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that we did. Um, and at the time that we decided to start a certification process or a training program, the PMA was out and doing the exam and we didn't really want to be tied to like any of the big, big names that I've already mentioned sure. because we had to jump a lot of hoops to be with them and we just said, we said, you know what, we're going to buy, we're going to use the balanced body manuals so that there's the language from the manuals. We're not putting the manuals together. We're not putting right. anything, we're not doing any of that stuff. And we're going to teach, and it's my wife that does it. I teach the anatomy part and she teaches the rest of it. And the anatomy part I teach is really not even the anatomy they're going to be tested on. It's just the anatomy that I think is important to under, have a kind of a whole body understanding. Right. And so I teach more about fascial anatomy. But what we end up doing is we use Balanced Bodies manuals. So it's like reformer, trap table, all the equipment, mat work. And Cheryl teaches it that way. And then it's at the end of every exercise, she goes, but this is how I would progress someone to get to that exercise when they come into me injured. And so it's really because we we can't really teach. We couldn't teach the way anybody wanted us to teach because we've kind of we do what we've done that's helped our people and without having this kind of group behind us dictating what we should or shouldn't do. So we decided let's just prepare people to take the PMA so that they can go past the PMA exam. But yeah, we'll teach them everything that we think is important basically to work for us and work with our clientele. And if they can work with our clientele, they can go anywhere and work with injured people. Right. Yeah. So we kind of have our, our, a twist on balanced bodies manuals as we see is important to get people to those things, to the point, to that place in, in, in the Pilates practice. Let me say it that way. And so when people come to work for us, we've had three or four that they say, Hey, I want to work for you because I want to get trained here. So that's a part of our like, okay, well you can do the training and you can pay for it and we'll pay you normal or you can pay half the training and we'll pay you a little less or we'll, we'll, you can, you'll, you can sign a contract to work for us for a amount of time. So we've, it's been a, like a, a way to bring people in. So I've hired two or three, I guess three therapists that have gone worked with me that have gone through our training that they just showed up to tell me they wanted to do my training Love because that. they knew it was something that fit their, you know, one of them I'd worked with her mom and in her, as her mom came in and saw me and she told her, her daughter what we did, the daughter wanted, ended up wanting to come work for us when we had a job opening and she signed up for the training like that. And it was great, you know, so we've used that. And we've also, it's also where we hire our Pilates instructors who aren't PTs. So we've, we've trained people. It's a program that's for both. Uh, you don't have to be a PT to do it. It's the same program. It's the same amount of hours for everybody um, to get them to that point to the uh, be prepared for the PMA. And for us, if they're prepared for the PMA, then they understand the contraindications of osteoporosis and disc and shoulders and blah, blah, blah. So we're excited and we want the people working with us. We, even if they've tr they're trained from somewhere else, 
if they've not done the PMA exam, we want to make sure they understand how to work with certain injuries because that's what we get here. We don't get, we, we might get the fitness athlete, but they're here because they're injured. They're not here because they're doing well. And we might get them back to this high level of athletics, but it's, they're here because they're injured. So I love how we've kind of had a similar path. Uh, we've been doing it about the same amount of time. sounds like our kids are about the same age. My kids 10 and 13. You're, so, oh, yeah. Uh, my, mine were 11 and 14. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I, so we're right there. I had a feeling from the, the math I was doing in my head when we were talking, and mine are both about to turn 11 and 14. They're, they're about to t- transition you know. in yeah. a short time. So it's cool. We're, you know, you're from, from across the pond, trained in a totally different way, uh, found PT in a different way, found Pilates in a different way than me. I'm all the way on the other end of the world, and I found it right in your backyard. I found it when I was working in Santa Monica. Uh, actually, I was working in Brentwood. Was my By the time I found Pilates, I'd moved from uh, Pasadena to Koreatown to doing contract work all over L.A. to then all of a sudden I got to work at a Pilates studio in Brentwood uh, is that what it's called? Yeah, San Vicente, yeah. 26th area. Yeah. And then my training was over in um, where I was able to do my uh, show and I's original training was over on Wilshire and 18th, Wilshire and 20th in Santa Monica. So we knew that that was kind of where it was all born for us. And then we moved to Texas and basically created what we loved about what we learned in California, but also I created a space of what I hate. I avoided everything I hated. So I didn't take Medicare. I didn't take HMOs. I didn't take workers comp because I'd get, I'd been ruined by working in those systems. Yeah. And so when we got here, I took a couple of private insurances, but not, not, not only two. And I did that for about a decade and then I stepped away and that was the best decision I made was to step away and go completely cash. And so our model now is to, it's, it's completely cash. People will see me for PT where it is, manual therapy and Pilates combined. And then they'll move over to work with our trainers that we've pretty much trained in our teacher training program. And now they're working with them either typically privately first and then getting into group classes uh, last. And that's kind of our, our flow of how we move patients. So last question, what, what does it look like in your, your studio do people come in for PT at all or do people just come in for, for Pilates and, it, and it's Pilates training or, or what, what does it look like and how is that differentiated uh, in your, st- in your space? Yeah, but very, very similar to yours really. So we do get people coming in for PT. Um, we get people finding us for, you know, they, they, they may have had PT elsewhere and they're, they're still not where they want to be. They feel like something's missing or somebody has said to them, you know, you should try Pilates and then they find us through, through that route as well. Um, but a lot of people do come in for PT initially or, or they know they want to, to do Pilates. And when we talk to them, it's kind of like, well, you know what, let's, let's, let's have sort of a, a consultation and, and see where you need to go. Yeah. Generally, um, most people do enter through PT first and then go into individual Pilates and then go into the group classes. So, um, that tends to be kind of a, the direction that we take them as well. So very similar. Got it. And, and and I pre-frame all of it when I first meet them in that initial consultation of like, this is what it's going to look like. And yeah. this is where we're going to be in a month. This is where we're going to be in two months. 
And I'm really laying out a three month plan with people. And, you know, certainly people fall off of that plan and we lose some people along the way, but the people that do really well, the people that do the three month plan. And at the end of that, they can really pick and choose what they want to do moving forward. And a lot of them choose to continue with the plan of the classes because they feel better than they've ever felt. Or they go back to see me because now they have goals of something that they never even thought they could do three months ago. And and now they're like doing something that like was just kind of out of sight and out of mind because they were told by the system or somebody that you can't do that again or or whatever. So that's kind of the fun of, of it for us is that we, I see people that show up back on my schedule, not because they're injured, because they want to have proper guidance to get back to doing something that they hadn't done in 10 years because it's just was, it was never a reality. And now it is. And so that's where it's, I love it where I'm seeing people that I'm like, why you're not hurt. You just want some guidance on how to go back to running, running a, a marathon again. All right, cool. Let's go. Let's rock and roll. And then I will, I don't need to see them like I'm seeing someone in acute back pain, um, but I'll help guide them and then I'll create a better plan for my trainers so that my trainers and I are all on the same plan instead of thinking about a plan that's now three months old and they're now a ton better. So right. it's, it's keeping the people again in our world for a long time. So they'll show back in on my show back up on my schedule repeatedly. And because of the work that they're doing consistently with my trainers, I don't need to see them that much. I might, I might've needed to see them six or seven, eight visits. And when I first met them, but I'll probably only need to see them two or three times once they're already in our program and doing well. And, and right. again, that's, what's really fun. I just pop in and pop out of my world. And then the new people are coming in at a different place. So yeah. I love it. So let me ask you, um, what, what's the name of your Facebook group? And I, yeah. I, I think we talked about it, but I don't, I don't think we called, I called the name. Yeah, and I think you're right. How, yeah. how, what's the name and how would people um, get in touch with you? Would they get in touch with you through that Facebook group or is there another way or option? Uh, so what's the name of your group? Yeah. So it's healing back pain with clinical Pilates. Um, so people can search for that on Facebook and they can um, send me a message. They can re- request to become a member of that. It's open to anybody, um, but it is a private group. So um, you do need to request to become a member. Um, people can contact me through that group. They can contact me through Facebook or um, through my website, which is uh, clinicalpilatespasadena.com. Uh, and they can email me at contact at clinicalpilatespasadena.com. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Well, this is what I, this is what I love about this podcast because I've now interviewed again, the people that were really my influencers, that, that, that the people that I always say gave me permission to think differently and look at the PT profession differently and not just get sucked into what everybody else was doing yeah. and, and do what made sense for my patients, not what the system thought I should do. And I've brought those people on and through that process, and I haven't got them all on yet, but I've got a lot of them so far, but through that process, other names come up and then I reach out to those people or other people I find like, again, how we found each other. How, how did, how did you and I, I mean, did I, I don't, I'm assuming we've been Facebook friends for a while. I know that's it. I think probably like different spheres of influence and you know, you, you get to know, you get to know one person and it just kind of snowballs. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We 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 must we must know probably tons of mutual friends for sure. And whenever I got the invite to your group again, I was like, I, I was like, I'm not really sure who this person is, and I'm not sure what this group is. But this group sounds like it's something up my alley. So I immediately joined and was like, 
you know, hey, thanks for the invite. I'm glad to be here. And then all of a sudden, again, I just started paying attention and watching. And what I've learned is that our our niche of Pilates and physical therapy is pretty small. And yeah. and again, that's why I wanted to bring this our worlds together. And it's so fun because now I'm interviewing people that like, again, you and I didn't know each other other than through this internet world. But now after a conversation, we have a lot of commonalities. Uh, yeah. Been doing it for I've been doing it for 22 years now. You've been doing it a long time now. We've been doing it again separately but very similarly, and and that's that's what's been fun. Whereas the people that I've know for 15, 18 years in this industry, I've been paying attention to what they're doing, so they're not telling me anything new in these podcasts. What I get new from them is what got them into PT or what got them into Pilates. It's that original story that I never got before. But with you, it's the original story, and it's all new, and it's so much fun. So I want to thank you for coming on. It's 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 again, it's a great time to 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 just have these conversations because my goal is to bring awareness of how Pilates can help physical therapists and how people can incorporate Pilates into their practice and make a difference with people in a different way. And and it's not about like Pilates; it's just about a community. It's something that helps people. Yeah. And so it is Pilates because it is what helps them, but it's a community where we provide a space that people feel safe to come in and get well and heal and do their thing. And yeah. it's just been fantastic. And if I can influence one person to create something that I've created, I know they're going to be happy with that experience and they're going to, it's going to be work. Oh, it's work. But it's such a rewarding thing when you get to this place where it is all working and you're like, Oh my gosh, all this hard work has really been, worth it to see these people in my community that I help that thank me every day. I thought when I went cash, people were going to be mad at me for like going cash. People walk out of my room every day thanking me and they thank me for helping them. They don't ever say anything about insurance. Some people say I'm expensive, but for the most part, they say, thank you for helping me. And therefore I know I'm doing something right. And I will say this, Without Pilates, I don't know if I would have had the confidence to step away from the system and be completely cash. I don't know. I might have, but I don't know. But because I had this whole community where people are coming in and like my rent is paid every month by the people in my monthly memberships. So like that's happening regardless of how many patients I see. I realized, huh, there's something to this. There's something to this that people need Love to know that. about. So, so that's, uh, that's, that's, again, I'm so happy to, to have a conversation, uh, get to know you better. And, and I know this will lead to more things uh, with the two of us in the future. And I will be, uh, I'll be in your Facebook group. Um, watching, learning, paying attention. And um, I love it. I really appreciate it. So thanks for your time. And uh, I got to get to uh, my second half of the day after (laughs) after this now, getting to some uh, patients. And we will talk again in the future. Thank you very much. Definitely. Thanks so much for doing this, Stephen. It's been wonderful. Yes, yes. Have a great one. And if I'm in uh, California for any reason, which there's always a reason to be there, I will certainly look you up so we can meet in person. Love to see your studio and see your space. And if you're ever in Austin, uh, please do the same as well. Love to. Yeah. All right. All right. Take care. Thanks so much. Take care, Stephen. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, could you do us a favor and leave some love and write us a review? My name is Stephen Dunn. I help physical therapists incorporate Pilates into their physical therapy practice. If you would like more information, on how you can incorporate Pilates into your physical therapy practice, then like my Facebook page, 
Pilates for PTs.